Yo, 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 what up, OGs? Welcome back to another episode of the OG Sessions Podcast, episode 72, going down at the OGHQ right now. I got my brother, Joey Allen, in the building. What's up, what's up, what's up, guys? How you feeling, Mr. Feel Joey good. Allen? How no, you I'm happy feeling? to be here. We got a uh, big episode. Yes, sir. Big I'm episode excited. today, man. So, um, you know, this is the OG Sessions Podcast. It's only right that we get a, a true OG on True here. OG, yes, You know, sir. someone that does a lot of shit. There's times... For me, I know, especially for you, throughout the week where we're like, bro, I've got so much on my plate. You feel like there's no free time or for time, time for you to do anything, you know, with your life or... But then you look um, at what this guy does. You check out today's <laughs> guest, bro. I feel like I've got more... Free, I feel like I'm on vacation. Right. Like, I got it easy. <laughs> Man, today's guest, he is a hip-hop musician, a DJ, a host, a podcaster of many podcasts... Um, many incredible podcasts too. Let me yeah. say, uh, he's an actor and a journalist. It is the man himself, Mister Al P. What's the word? How you feeling, man? Feeling pretty good. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. How y'all feeling? Great. It's oh, a yeah, pleasure man. to have you on the show. I love man. this setup, man. I love this setup. I just want to shout out the setup. I'm a, I'm a nerd. When Appreciate it comes to the uh, to the setups, man. So this is beautiful. Thank I love you, bro. It. Love it, love it. This lo- studio was a... Um, I didn't mean to cut you off, Joey. But this Thank studio you. was a uh, kind of a, a process to get going. Like, we were, were going back and forth on, like, should we do a couch? Should we do a couple of chairs? Should we do, you know, the black backdrop or do, like, an orange backdrop or something like that? And in the end of the day, bro, I'm so glad we went with how we went with it. Like, yeah. the, the desk set up, it's more professional. You yeah. know, we're all comfortable. It's, it's comfortable. That's the thing. It's, like, comfortable. It, it's it's very welcoming to anybody that comes and, want, you know, and to speak. Mm-hmm. To yeah. And it's easy for us to talk to you. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I appreciate that a lot, man. Thank you. Indeed, a lot, of, a lot of guests do, especially the ones that have been on the the first season. They do really like the new studio. Oh, so yeah. I'm glad that I'm glad that it's the making first one, the fir- first season. That was crazy. This is nothing. That tripping. I mean, you got to remember season one. Like, bro, we were balling on a budget. Like, you know, didn't didn't have a job for most of that we season. Sitting on the couch, know, sitting on the couch. <laughs> you know, <laughs> two microphones. You two, know, no headphones, no co-host, no co-host. Shout out Joey Allen. Thank you. <laughs> so let's get into today's episode, man. I'm super excited for this one. So, um, Mr. Al Pete, yeah. Where do we start? When when did you kind of realize that you were such a creative genius, or I guess just a person that likes to create in general? Mm. That's a very good question. Um, let's see, probably after a couple of albums, a couple of hip hop albums that I did, I think after when I did the album Fish in the Forest, and that was like 2012. That's when I was like, all right, let's let's start expanding. Let's start uh, tapping into some other resources. Um, there were opportunities. Matter of fact, when I was making that album in 2012, um, I was presented with some kind of lead way for people to come in like help and then they kind of fell through so I was like alright let me just take this into my own hands so when it came to like uh, videos I was you know shoot my own videos when it came to promotions I started doing like focusing more on my own promotions and so I kind of conquered that part during that album shots out to my man Nasikal he was helping out as well so then after that that's when I really started tapping in like alright let me let me pull a little bit of journalism out um, wasn't a fan at all at podcasting. My my homegirl uh, Sasha Thumper got me into podcasting, and so when I got into podcasting, I literally took a year and just studied 
podcasting. I was listening to podcasts, but I didn't want to be involved in it. Mm-hmm. I didn't wow, want to. Okay. I didn't want to like be in the creations of it, nothing like that. And I think that's. I'm sure when people hear this, they're gonna be like, "You, you like podcasting?" But I didn't like it. I didn't. I didn't want to get into it like that. But when I got into it, it opened my mind up like times ten. So in the process of that, um, I was DJing as well. So then I got into like production. So I would like do you know it'd be a hobby making beats. And so, you know, the journalism part, the DJing part, on top of the hip-hop part, uh, the MC part, uh, um, just all these factors, you know, the marketing part. And on top of that, you know, I went to school for communications, so I got my bachelor's on that. So I, it oh, was just wow. all these things kind of opened up in, like, 2012. And I was like, all right, let's start tapping into it. So um, going, you know, with that, that's how it happened. It just I just tapped into that a little bit more versus me just focusing on just rapping yeah. and DJing. I think that's so cool too because I know for me, uh, I, I kind of wish I'd w- went that route. Like I had been listening to podcasts, but I didn't actually spend a year like just just kind of studying the art of it and like yeah. kind of mastering like my own voice and like how to speak properly and things like that and i definitely go back and look at some of my early day episodes and i'm like man i wish that i wish that i knew what i knew now yeah back it's then. crazy the growth like watching the first five ten episodes compared to now yeah even the one that i was on like it was crazy. It, I'm so happy we didn't have like visuals back then because oh, no. I, I was like, I was shaking, boy. It was crazy. I was nervous. Yeah. And back then we didn't have like nearly like even not even half the amount of listeners we have now. So it's it, right. It and even like, and now more people watch it, but it's yeah. After you do but it, but shout out to you, bro. I mean, you've got a, your resume is insane. Like I appreciate fact, it. I appreciate it. And it's I think that it is really cool that at first you didn't really like you weren't really interested in creating a podcast. And I mean, you said you were listening to them, but. Uh, most people, I mean, nowadays you kind of see like all the podcast creators or all the people that come out now and are making podcasts. It's like kind of been a overnight thing. You know, it's kind of like, you know, at mm-hmm. 3 a.m. one night, like, oh, I should create a podcast. And then two weeks later, they're having their first episode, you know. Yeah, yeah. And you know, a lot of the times you can tell that it's a very like new thing that they don't really know what they're doing. And I tell everybody, like, just get your feet wet and just try it and just just go out there and and build that confidence right. um, and put those reps in. But at the same time, I also applaud guys like yourself that do kind of do the groundwork ahead of time and learn sure. like, and figure out just kind of like what your lane is as well, you yeah. know? And what really helped with that, um, when it came to, ra- well, when it came to rapping, like I just pulled the elements from rapping and DJing into the fact of it. So I, you know, you think like, all right, when you go in the studio to record, you're thinking about, you know, pro tools or, you know, Mixers and stuff, whatever software that anybody would rap with, they rap on. So I was like, all right, so it's just like, it's just like rapping. You go in the studio and you record, but you're not rapping. You're really just kind of talking. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, when you rapping, you have your, your your lyrics together, whatever topic it is. So you know, you do the research on that. So that pulled from the journalism side. So I had a lot of things that helped me that was already in place first. For me to be able to go forward, so when I when I really got into it, it was pretty kind of easy. I kind of treated it like be DJing because when I'm DJing, I'm kind of talking, you know, kind of hyping up the crowd and stuff like that. Yeah. Or you just knowing how to talk or communicate in general, and then you just bring the wittiness or just the entertainment aspect of it from the DJ side, from the hip hop side, and then when you do your research, you know, your journalism side. So it, all of this stuff was already kind of in place. So I just kind of. I just kind of stuck with that part. And yeah. then I, I just, when I get into something, I just want to make sure that I'm like studying and seeing what, what's out there in the climate. So if I'm going to be matching somebody, you know, make sure that I'm doing it and bringing exclusivity out of it from my end and giving that little touch to it. So 100%. Yeah. I, so it's funny. Like when I, I, 
I think a show came on a couple of weeks ago, um, an old show that I did. When I listened to it, I was like, all right, that's, you know, it sounds like, you know, Al. I, I didn't cringe or anything. It was yeah. like, oh, my God, I got better. Yeah. But, yeah, um, so I, when I got in, I just fell into it. Like did it, it feel natural this. when you started? Like, did it, was it a big lear- learning curve, you think? No, not at all. Really? Now, the the only learning curve that I probably had was the marketing side. Just trying to identify what my, my what what my niche would be because mm-hmm. at first you come in and you like oh we're just gonna talk about any and everything right. but but we started off with music and uh my first podcast was the Groove Suite podcast and the Groove Suite already had a niche anyway because we focused more on like neo so so um progressive hip-hop that type of stuff so we already had it zeroed in so it wasn't really a learning curve but it's when you're promoting it, it's like you got to find the ways, the creative ways to touch these people. Yeah. And I had to get a little more on that. So that was the learning curve for sure. What did you think you did differently? Like, what did you have to change for marketing to get in front of the people you wanted to? <sighs> I mean, just really understanding what the, what the people, who the people are. Yeah. What the engagement is very important when it comes to, I mean, really anything, any business that you have. But when it comes to, I, I think in hip hop, we you know it's not that much of engagement unless you're on the stage rapping. But outside of that, most rappers kind of you know go in their hole, and you know you really don't see rappers out yeah. like that. You know, who blonde or whatever. So learning how to engage with those people, which I was pretty decent at doing, was fine. But then you bring in people in that might not love hip hop or might not understand the hip hop culture. So you got to understand the culture that they reside with or educate them to the point where mm-hmm. they can be able to come in and be like, all right, I, I, I rock with this type yeah. of stuff. Cause, cause hip hop in particular has like this, it has this bad cloud over, especially now. Now we talking about 2012. It was a little bit better because you had the, the OGs doing it, the J Coles, the, the Kendricks or whatever. So mm-hmm. people could relate to those and it was easier to bring people, but you still have to like really focus on like the folks you got to, you got to tap into them. You got to, you know, when you get in a group on Facebook, you just got to ask a question. Hey, what y'all listening to? Yeah. And you just find out what people's love is, and then you pull a little bit from that and then, like, put it in your blender and then serve it back to them. I like and that. you want to put, like, a personality with your podcast, right? Absolutely. Like, you want to, uh, like, what, what, what you guys were saying about the marketing aspect of it is, like, people, sometimes people aren't watching the podcast to watch OG sessions, they're watching it to watch Joey or they're watching it to watch Nick or whoever the guest that we have on this week is. And Absolutely. it's it's like there's more to there's more depth to the podcast. It's like when and whenever you're trying to market one to to a certain group of people, you want to have those things in place that are going to stand out. Like I want people to feel like when they're watching the podcast, they are getting like my true authentic self and they're yeah. getting a genuine conversation and they're getting some free games, some motivation, just the things that they they can expect to get from it every single week. And um yeah, man, I applaud you because with having multiple different podcasts, you have to go through that same process each time and mm-hmm. kind of find your audience and kind of develop, you know, those loyal listeners mm-hmm. and, and just it's, it's, it's very easy in my opinion to get in front of people, but it's hard to get them to like grab on and join you for the ride. Type yeah, of sure. Cause yeah. I mean, you can have, I mean, me and Joe, Joey, especially he's had multiple videos on social media that have gotten over a million views and, I mean, if you were to ask him how many of those people stayed along for the ride, it's like it'd probably only be like 5%, but which that's a shit ton of people. For sure. But for out sure. of the amount of people, like the reach, it's just, it's it's crazy in my opinion. It's like, yeah. it's more difficult to get people to like really hop on what you're doing. And, and for you, I mean, four, or is it four different podcasts you have or is it? 
So yeah, actively yeah, four. That's but insane. I mean, I've, I but I've produced definitely over like ten, wow, ten, ten shows, and I and I have a uh, I made an original show as well, original uh, podcast called The Tables Might Wobble. So that's more of a narrative. I've been watching that one. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. So, or yeah. listening to it. Yeah. So yeah, I've done. A lot. <laughs> Tell, can we talk about the tables my wall one? Because I know Joey's been on it. I've listened to a couple episodes myself. Do you start every podcast? What's the word? What's the uh, my, my greeting? Yeah. Depending, yeah. Because you said it here too, and yeah, I was like, you word? said that every other time. Yeah, I mean, yes, yeah. it's hip hop. Yeah, it's cool. It's cool. I like it. <laughs> yeah. What's the word? What's, yeah, what's, yeah. what's the word? What's happening? Yeah. I'm feeling. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. We definitely we we try to have one of those too. We say what up OGs every single episode, yeah, yeah. and so it's kind of like your own. It's, it's like we were just talking about that personal touch, that flair. You know, that's that. the, yeah. That's but that's the marketing. That's marketing one on one. Hundred percent. You want yeah. people to listen to it, and then they know that they're going to hear that. What's the word? Yeah. What's the word? Or what's good? Yeah. How y'all feeling, neighbors? It's just it's just your character. To spilling into it like it's setting the tone when it cut cut on or even in the middle of the show where you just say it so it's, it's that's marketing one on one yeah sure. gotta oh, have some little catchphrase or something um that podcast the tables by wobble actually won an award correct yeah uh, man. what yeah. was what exactly can you describe that award for me what it was, was uh that? so uh shots out the black podcast association um they had a they have a black podcast award show and um i submitted for best uh black music podcast that's awesome, man. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm thankful that uh, that I won on that. That was that what was were some awesome. of your proudest moments with creating that show? Because is is that one that you're still continuing to do, or that was one like a series? That you was did? a mini series, wasn't okay. it? Yeah, it was a mini series, but um, yeah, I'm I'm starting on um season two now, so I'm I'm locking in some interviews and going from there. So and it's funny because I'm kind of treating it like a sequel. Like I know I'm gonna do a, a a third one, a third season, but you know the sequel is kind of like. I can't really explain like sequels, but y'all know how sequels like yeah. sit. You want to come back with that same energy that you had in the first season type thing, where you want to, you like you want to kind of continue where you left off, I guess. For sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. So but would you do part twos? Um, like bring guests back? Yeah, yeah, definitely guests back. But I mean, the guests would be uh, be moderate, like it'd be moderate. But the, but I envision the third season would be like. Like I would love to have like DJ Jazzy Jeff on there, oh, or like yeah. Kid Capri. Like I'm yeah. like three. I just want to. I really want to like Some big hitters. Hit, yeah, I yeah. want to hit. So two is going to be like the. Let's go, let, let me let people know that I can do a second season of it as well as keep the same energy that uh, the first one was because mm-hmm. the first one was pretty cool. And then the, the second season would be kind of laid back. Like one of the episodes I want to do is talk about. I want to let DJs get stuff off their chest. Like I, I you know. The frustrations of DJing, because I don't think a lot of people understand like the frustrations we go through. When what are some of yours? Requests, DJ. Really? No yeah, way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I, because you, you, DJ set the tone. Damn, I'm never gonna request a song ever again. You know what? I thought about this yesterday when I finished DJing. Right. So this guy always comes to me at this uh, cigar lounge that I DJ at, and um, he always gives me a dollar, and asks me to play a song, and I'm like. I feel like a jukebox when he does that. Yeah. Because, you know, when you... When do you, you put, do it? I mean, yeah, because, you know, because you still want to engage with the folks. Yeah. You, you want to make, you know, I think if I pull him to the side or whatever, it'd be a different story. I mean, mm-hmm. he probably would be like, oh, I'm sorry. But I just feel like when you give somebody a dollar, it's like a jukebox. And it's like DJs do not want to be jukeboxes. They yeah. want to set the tone of the evening. So, and they know the environment that they're going to. So, well, a good DJ does. And so when you go into that environment, you you're setting the tone, and 
you should let the DJ kind of, you know, yeah. set the tone. It's like another one of those hats you got to wear. I was, in watch, the, in I was middle, watching an episode of it. Yeah, or listening to an episode. You started talking about um, all these hats you wear as a DJ. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like you change hats throughout the set. And then I'm listening to it and it's the different jobs. Like you got to be a security. You got to be a busser. Sometimes you got to be a bartender. On top of being a DJ, like you have all these different hats to yeah, wear. Man, it's mean, not just being a DJ. Yeah, it's like you got to be a uh, public relations as well. Yeah, like if something goes wrong, like if somebody has a is it, if a fight occurs, you know, you kind of want to like change the mute, the song up a little bit so you know not so aggressive. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. want to calm it down, or you know, you got the microphone, so you got to kind of calm things down, reassure your your people that's at the party that everything is okay. So you you playing PR, you playing <laughs> you playing. Do you party. find yourself controlling the crowd like that sometimes? Like, oh yeah, absolutely. Really? I mean, a lot of people go into parties like, you know, the DJ is in control. Yeah, they won't even listen to anybody else. The owner can come in there and the owner can say something. They're like, "Wait, who the fuck are you?" Yeah, <laughs> where's the DJ at? The DJ yeah. cut the music back on. So yeah, yeah we yeah. we're like the center point between that and like the food and the drinks. Yeah, that's that's like the central part of the party. So you have it to really be, is, you have man. to be on like you you have to be on your game. Sure. You're curating the vibe like it's, yeah. it's like whatever. I like what you were saying in the early parts about the jukebox thing cuz mm-hmm. that's a really good point man. Like I don't think people like whenever I I think that most people if they come up and give you a dollar and they're like hey request a song they're thinking that they're like being a nice guy for tipping you and like all you gotta do is just play a different song in their eyes it's like not that big a deal. It's like it make my night, you know, is what yeah. they're thinking. Yeah. But from the DJ's perspective, it's like it's some people I think see DJing as more of a job and not an art. I guess it's more of the way to put it. Like they think Absolutely. you're there just to collect That's your the, paycheck. You just and they're thinking you, that you just say, like yeah. Because I mean, think about it. Like if, if if I'm just a normal guy, I don't really go out to like DJ shows or whatever, and I'm just at a cigar lounge and I'm just smoking a cigar, hanging out with my buddy or whatever, right. and. I see a DJ in there. I'm probably not thinking, oh, this guy's been studying the crowd or trying to see, like, you know, he he picked out this playlist and, you know, or I guess chose these sounds for this event, this atmosphere. Yeah. But in reality, it's like, dude, you, you did that. You actually did prepare like that. And I don't think a lot of people really understand what goes into behind the scenes. I mean, we've had so many DJs on the show and all of them mm-hmm. are always like, you know, beforehand, they'll even go to events that other DJs throw at the same venue to see like what the what that is like, for what they're playing. Yeah. yeah, that's homework. Yeah, and that's what that's really like the main purpose of tables might wobble. Like, I really want to bring people into like the DJ world, like give them different scenarios and say, "Hey, this is this is what we deal with with this, and this is how we deal with that." With the hopes that people would be like, you know what, let me be a little bit more considerate next time I go to a party, or just kind of glorify the DJs because the DJs. We're glorified to a certain degree, but yeah. not to the point where it's like, like the DJ really truly saved my life. You know what I'm saying? So that's the tables might wobble was that for me. I'd say after listening to a few of those episodes, I my perspective on DJs totally different. Yeah, like I I think it's more of like an ignorance thing for people to come and give you money expecting a song because in my mind I had no clue like that. Yeah, I understand it that yes you put in your homework, but I'm like. You have the music in front of you. Can you just play this song? Yeah. Not even gonna lie. Before I started this podcast, like I, I went to actually before I, I should say before I ever went to like my first house music show. That's like my first ever like introduction to a DJ. Besides like just going out to a bar or something like that. I didn't really think about it back then, but I always was kind of under the impression that. DJs already have like a preset playlist and they don't do anything except for hit play and stand up there and like maybe hop on the mic a couple times. Yeah. That was seriously all I do thought that, ad-libs. yeah, that's what, that's like what I thought a DJ's job was. Like yeah. they're there just to kind of like bring their playlist and kind of just do whatever. But 
after speaking with so many DJs on this show, it's like the complete opposite, bro. They They're up so there much. hustling, yeah. like picking out three, four, five, six songs ahead of like what they want to play and then trying to Absolutely. space them out in the right time. And then you have to mix, like you only have the length of that song to figure out what time am I going to like mix these songs together and make them kind of like fade so that you don't really know, like, you know, cause you don't want all of it, bro. You have like fucking like all we do is win by DJ Khaled followed up by fucking Adele or some shit. That transfer is going to be something special. You know what I'm saying? Like, so it's just, it's things like that where you see like, there's so many, I mean, I know for me, I just, ever since having certain DJs on the show, it's like, I'll go out to a place and I'll pay more attention to what the DJ is playing in those transitions. And like, just the way that they, you know, they'll play like three, four, five, six soft songs like back to back and then come like slowly back up with the hard yeah. shit as opposed yeah. to just like doing just random mixes or because I mean, I'll be honest with you, bro, like Spotify playlists are dope, but you go on there. It's like sometimes the timing of those songs just isn't right. It's yeah. like your your moods are going up, down, yeah. you know, like it's not smooth. Yeah. So it's definitely an art and it's definitely an art. Uh, just just paying attention to that, bro, is really cool sometimes. Like, and, don't, and, and let's not talk about when. At the height of the party too, so like you know, twelve o'clock, that twelve o'clock ride out, or when the when the crowd when the when the party is at that peak, mm-hmm. you know, you just like you swerving in and out of songs. Yeah, so it's like you got to think like everything that you're saying is like so dope. Like I mean, you, you're not a DJ, are you? No, I'm about to say. What's funny is my aux is trash. Like I will, no one will give me the aux. Like whenever we're in the car or anything, I never get aux, bro. Because you play the same songs over and over. It's like. <laughs> Bro, it's the same shit. If I find like a good three songs like throughout the week, like new music that I'm fucking with, I play those songs back to back on repeat yeah. all day. And so no one ever will pass me the aux. But Every time funny. I come over, I just play a couple songs. Like, you know, listen to this. Come on. Bro, it's so it's it's fun though whenever you go to like for me, one of my favorite things that DJs do is like whenever I'll go to there's been times where I've I've seen like Diplo and some of these like big time DJs and they'll yeah. be uh doing a show, but they'll be mixing like a lot of like real like other artists music so it'll yeah. be like they'll have a ton of hip-hop references and, and songs like in there and they'll have like all these different um you know different like mixes together and i just i think it's some so cool how they'll do their remix and then also have it like fade into other it's, it's yeah. just it yeah. really is an art bro i mean mm-hmm. in some of these guys i mean i was actually it's funny you asked if i was a dj because i was a light dj okay for a while at club heaven <laughs> oh I was, okay yeah, <laughs> i was up at that bitch i was a light dj for like a while bro i mean maybe like i mean not a super long time but every weekend for like three months or something and bro just being there for like i mean i'd be there till 3 a.m and it was a, uh, I, I, it wasn't for me. I will say that. Like just being up that late and the music just constantly going. You're just sitting there like pressing buttons the whole time. You're not enjoying the music. Like you're, and sometimes bro, it'd be, um, you know, I'm not, I, I'm not a hater of any genre of music, but it'd be like um, Hispanic night or something like that. And, and bro, I just don't know any of that music. Yeah. And so I'm sitting there like trying to cope with the lights and like make them drop at the right time. I'm throwing strobes on. The song's like ending. Like I think it's a drop coming, but it's turning off. I throw the strobes on. Like it was it was a good time. I definitely I'm a I'm a big fan of DJs. I love like seeing them live, seeing you guys live, like all that stuff. Sure. Um, but no, I am definitely not one myself. hundred yeah. percent not. Well you got you got the the, the 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 thought process of it for sure. I appreciate that, yeah, bro. Yeah, like you you rattled it off like as if you knew, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, as if you you are like an official DJ, but all the things that you mentioned is all the things that we think about. I don't care what type of gig it is. It could be a wedding. It could be a birthday party. It could just be in your house. You know what I'm saying? It could yeah. be just the vibe that you have, and you're thinking about all those things. You Like, thinking about songs, five or six songs 
after, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're playing one song, and you're literally in your brain thinking, like, what's the next three songs I want to play? Yeah. And in the midst of that, you probably your vibe can change, mm-hmm. and you're like, oh, I want to throw this in. So then you got to remember the song that you had in mind before. Yeah. Which uh, atmosphere, or I should say, which crowd is the most challenging for you to DJ for? I mean, I'm talking any crowd, bro. Like, you know, Country Bar in Nashville, we can go, you know, Cigar Lounge, we can go, like... I feel like Cigar Lounge, though, your music is... <laughs> I think What that kind of music do you play at a Cigar Lounge? Um, just vibes, like, really good, uh, like, R&B, soul, yeah. Neil. So, I mean, I would jump into a little bit of hip-hop, but, I mean, we, we get we get busy in that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, hip-hop is so universal. So, I've done country weddings, I've done... <laughs> Uh, Filipino weddings. Oh wow! And it all—I mean, you know—I I play their music, Spanish weddings. I played all that stuff, but it all goes. It, it once I played like Usher, yeah, it's it goes down here from there because I feel like hip hop is such a universal part. So um, I don't have trouble playing at any of those gigs or whatever. I just study. I mean, they give me a list sometimes, but then like I yeah. just, I'm just a natural person of, of music. So like, of course, I'll play like the top. The top twenty of that genre, but I'll find some stuff in, in in the middle of it to kind of throw in there to see what they're gonna think about. But nah, I don't. I don't really. I've never really had too much of a a challenging one. I think people that that's like, awesome. Yeah, I think the challenging one maybe like people to just kind of sit around and you like I don't know if they're enjoying this, but then they come to you at, at the end of the night and like. Oh, yeah, it was like the best <laughs> night ever. And I'm like, you were sitting you down like the it? whole time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's those type of parties where I get a little bit like, I have to get technical with it. I have yeah. to be like, all right, let me try to get these people up. And so sometimes I'll be at events and I'll, I'm like, all right, I got that crowd up. This is going to be my crowd that's going to dance all night. Mm-hmm. And then I had the other crowd, the couple crowd, the the the, the people that, the husband and wives. The lovey-dovey. The lovey-dovey ones. So I'm like, let me try to get them up. Yeah. And then yeah. you got the ones that's just like, oh, whatever, I'm just going to stand on the, you know. Yeah, yeah. Too cool to be out Yeah, there. too cool for yeah. school. And then. So then you I'm, got the people trying to talk. Don't forget about the people that are trying to like, you always see people and they'll be at the club and they're like trying to have a whole conversation. I'm sure, like, bro, you, yeah. need to, you need to take that shit outside, bro, yeah, to be yeah, honest. Yeah, yeah. So I, I love having that challenge. But for the most part, you know, I get in and I get busy. A lot of people trust me at this point, too. And I'm thankful that uh, my community and the people, the new people who I meet, they, they speak so highly of me, too, when, when they book me. To where when I come in, they just like, oh, we trust you. We've seen you mm-hmm. before. We did this and the third. So having that trust in them, and they've probably been to like plenty of my parties before. And that's just a great feeling. So it makes it a lot easier for me to go in there and just have a good time. Yeah. Have sure. you ever gone in to a set like without a plan? Like without a, a line of music lined up? Like you just basically just read the crowd the whole time? Yeah, I mean, I do it at every gig, honestly. Really? Unless it's a wedding. Like usually weddings, I'm like, you know, give me a list. Of songs that you like that you want to hear for you know the bride and the groom, but yeah, because you know they're going to be there. I mean, that's kind of like a specific. That's it's kind of like special night. It's, yeah, it's yeah. your yeah, it's, it's something you're night, setting yeah. up. Yeah, but even be. with that, it, it, I'm just only playing like the the first dance, the the dance with the the parents. Mm-hmm. It's just those songs, and then they're like, "Well, we just want you to ride out like how you did at the last party." Okay, so, that's cool. So I usually I, I I usually don't go in. I just need to know what's happening. So like, yeah. if somebody says. It's a 40th birthday party. Like, I I know the roundabout music that they want to hear. And then I might ask them, like, well, where are you from? Or this and the third, you know, like, just a little bit of vibes. And then 
I know what to play mm-hmm. on top of the new stuff. So I just kind of combine it. But I never really go in and like, I'm going to play this, 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 and this. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I just I just read the crowd, man. I read the crowd and, and, and get busy. What's one of the craziest things you've seen as a DJ? Oh, man. Like, when, uh, maybe my third or fourth year DJing, back in like 08, 09. I had to uh, take a break. I had to go use the restroom real quick. And, you know, go in the bathroom. Somebody's, like, getting busy. You know, somebody. <laughs> dad or, like, you know, somebody, you know, doing drugs. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. I think when I saw the, the drug part, I was like, this is wild. That's like, just, it's out there. People do drugs, man. That's just. I mean, yeah, but it was just. Especially <sighs> that nightlife crowd, bro. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. That. that Shit, it's serious. I mean, dude, I remember it's like you go out to some of these clubs, it's like you see someone getting their fucking ass beat in the men's restroom and shit, and it's yeah. like you don't know the situation. It's like, do they deserve it? You know, it's like you don't even know if like just you mind your business. In. Yeah, it's yeah. like you just just get out of my way. I gotta take a piss. And that's you know? and that's how I am with it. I'm just like, okay, cool. And then you know, most of people know that you're the DJ when they see you, so like you kind of dismiss from the happening. They like, oh, okay, you know, leave him alone. Don't, don't, don't bother him. <laughs> they like protect him at all yeah. costs, really. So, or they're like, get out of his way because he's got like two minutes and thirty seconds to get back up to that yeah, song. Absolutely. Yeah, they like, my my bad, man. Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, yeah. But I, I, I said, I would say that's like the wildest thing, like just seeing somebody, you know, participate in that in that activity, and I was just like, damn. But no fights out on the dance floor. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, those. Yeah, but. uh Besides, those, are, those are common. Besides really? the jukebox thing, what's the biggest like DJ pet peeves? Oh man, I think that I think the jukebox thing is like the biggest one. Um, when people come and like try to have conversations with me while I'm DJing, oh, like yeah. have like full conversations, they you know they'll come at like I'm cool with a dap. Hey, what's up? Da 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 da. But then they be like, so you saw? Did you watch the show on TV last night? <laughs> and I'm like. <laughs> See that sucks because when I'm drunk, if I'm at the bar and I'm drunk, I'm social. Like I want to talk to everybody, and, yeah. and and if the DJ is playing good music, I'm like, yeah, that's my like that's but my that's, homeboy. You know, that's fine. but it's like oh, most of the time when this happens, it's like in the midst of like that the, the height, at the, the height peak, of the yeah, party. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like going in and out of songs, and I'm like, hey, you know, busy as hell. Yeah, Somebody's trying to so talk to yeah. So that's really kind of. If that's aggravating is all I do, that's for sure. What is, on the flip side of that question I asked you earlier, what's your favorite type of crowd to play for? Like, do you have a personal preference? Like, if you're like, I could just play for this crowd for the rest of my life and be completely happy, you know? Uh, and I'm sure there's got to be certain crowds. I didn't mean to cut you off, but I'm sure there's, there's got to be certain crowds where you're enjoying the music you're playing as well. Like, that's kind of like your vibe in that moment. Yeah, uh, definitely hip-hop. Like, golden era hip-hop. Like, I like... Yeah, if I could play Try Call Quest, Outcast, those type of guys, like the whole night, that'd be great. Yeah. Um, Neo Soul artists, like I love, uh, like if I could play Erica Badu, Jill Scott. I love Erica Badu. Uh, music Soul Child, like if I could play that music, if I can combine those people who I just mix and, and do that party the whole night, I, I would love it. That but I, but I do like, mix. I do like playing party music though. Like I do like, depending on the vibes or whatever. And, a lot of people look at me and they're like, oh, well, Al's ultra hip-hop or he's ultra neo-soul. So when I play party music, like a Juvenile or a Lil Wayne and stuff like that, it's like I kind of shock people because they, I think people feel like I don't know about that music, but I yeah. know all about that music because I was, I used to party as well. You got right? to know about Weezy, bro. Yeah, like, you got to know about Lil Wayne. Like, yeah, like I, I, will, I love knowing like Lil Wayne in the mix and 
having my flair to it. And like one of my shots out of my homie uh, Larry Love, but he tell me all the time, like he's like, it's just the way you play the music. It's the way that you play it. It's you know, it's different from how the other DJs play it. It's like a soulful way that you play it. And it I'm feels like, good, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's like a soulful way. So I, I pay attention to that a lot. And I'm like, damn, all right. I do have a soulful way of doing it. So me, me and another DJ can play juvenile back that ass up, but I'm going to have a different flair to it. And I think it oozes <laughs> off a little bit soulful on my yeah. end versus it being kind of like direct and like abrasive. Yeah, yeah. I like that. That's really cool. For do, sure. um, do you, you mentioned earlier in the episode that the newer music is a completely different. I'm, I'm sorry, the newer hip hop is a completely different style than the older hip hop. And just like a, a Kind of a, I don't know what the word is, but it's a little bit harder to, for people to digest sometimes. I'd say you know it's not as um, not as accepted in a lot of cases. But um, do you feel like it's harder for you to listen to that newer stuff? Because I mean, you got these young guys dropping tracks all the fucking time. It's like all every week time. we got a new album, yeah. and you never know. Like I mean, some you might have gonna blown up this week, and you got to get up to date on this new music that's come out. Because I'm sure as a DJ, you kind of have to do your research. It's like you're kind of doing your sure. due diligence. Is like sure. yeah. listen to each album and at least giving it a chance because you never know, especially if it's on the charts or doing well right off the bat. Um, but do you kind of find that difficult sometimes, where it's like you listen to a full Gunna album and then you're immediately like, oh my god, bro. Give me back to give me back to like that older Wayne or like something, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, but listen, the audience will tell you. The audience, you know, a lot of gigs that I do, I play, I throw some new music in there, and they're like, okay, cool. Yeah, but when I go back to you know the music from two thousands and stuff like that, uh, the 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 main party music, they they up, mm-hmm. and I'm talking about even young people, like you know, twenty one to like twenty five, they're they're listening to the music that the people in their forties and fifties like grew up with. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but the new music, man, it's 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 difficult sometimes, man, to play it. It just well, I don't I, like I'll play it, but again, like the the crowd, they just be like, All right. Do you feel like a big percentage of a lot of the new music, like a reason it's a little bit harder to listen to is because there's not really much of a message there? Like sometimes I take my one of my biggest takeaways from a lot of the new stuff that comes out is there's not really I'm not taking like I'm not really I don't really understand like what this song is about or even like what you're trying to say. It's like more so just a bunch of things that rhyme that are like dope shit. You're like yeah. hopping off the jet, smoking pot, fucking your bitch. You know what I'm saying? That's just kind of how it goes. And that shit is so repetitive. hundred so, percent. So that definitely that element there definitely plays a role in like like how the music. Uh, interpret you know how it comes off in a club mm-hmm. or at a party or whatnot. The beat can be even now. The beats are still like, eh. yeah. And a lot of the beats are sampled from music from two, uh, the two thousands. Yeah. So it's like you might well just play the original. Song. Yeah. <laughs> so you, you just play the original song. But how do you feel about guys like uh, you know when Jack Harlow drops like First Class or when like I'm, I'm trying to think. I think Tyga just dropped a new one where it was yeah. like the Ice Ice Baby and there's all these there's all these songs where it's almost exactly i mean it's it's like it's the same flow it's the same everything does that frustrate you or does it kind of just because a lot of the times those songs end up doing just as well as i'm not gonna say just as well but they end up doing really well compared to the um the the original version uh, i mean it's, it's okay it just doesn't show too much creativity mm-hmm. it's, just, it's just almost like they just took the beat flipped it polished it up to make it sound a little bit 2023 ish and then they rap over and that's that and it's like I mean, creatively, I'm like, eh. But it's been some people 
that have done the sample, and then they bring the old person back like at a performance. So stuff like yeah, that yeah. is like gotcha. dope. But like from a DJ standpoint, well, from a DJ standpoint, I'll play the the newer song and then I'll bring in the old song. I got you. Like okay. I'll tie both of those in so people will be like, oh, because a lot of people don't be knowing right, that yeah. these songs are samples. So I'm like, let me play this song. And then when I play the, the sampled song, they're like, oh, I, my mom used to play it all the time in the car. So it's just that type of thing. And then they get to it a little bit more. Is it difficult to match up those beats on top of each other whenever it's like, because you want it to flow in the sense to where it's like, it just kind of. It's the same you know thing. I mean? it's, oh, it's, it's the same exact beat. And those well, songs. Yeah, but, but it's like, you think about it. It's like, there's, it is the exact same thing. So you want to find like the perfect time in the song to make the transition to the older version, you yeah. know? So it's like, I, I, in my opinion, I feel like there'd be. There's always like some little pause that you true. can just yeah, yeah, do yeah. a quick little switch. It's the same. Pause I mean, and vocals, you know what I'm saying? Man, it's the same. It's almost like they don't even they don't even flip it. They don't even like chop it up the sample <laughs> up and they just taking the same thing and just rapping over. And it's it. probably why some of those new songs, like the covers, do well because of the original it's beat. Like, the like people Coastline, love that yeah. original beat. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. Everybody's doing it, man. Like yeah, it's it more like this week alone. I was hearing songs, I'm like, Oh, it's a sample of this, a sample of that. I'm like, Jesus Christ. People can't make music no more. Apparently not. Or they're just taking a cheat code because it's easier just to do that. Yeah. And like maybe pay a, you know, the publisher. And if they still get the, I mean, the clout from it, why wouldn't they? If it's easier. It's easier. What kind of beats are your favorite to hop on? Like any, you mentioned, you know, you kind of got into this whole creative world through music and things like that. Is, um, I've listened to a couple of your songs. I think like the ones that I heard were very West Coasty type beats, you know, like very slow, like R&B. Like, and I I fuck with that kind of stuff too. Like you can ask Joey, that's kind of, like that OGZ vibe, if we were to name a new guy that's kind of like out there, I definitely like his beats, and I yeah. like a lot of the stuff he gets over. Yeah. Um, what would you say is your personal favorite? Man, I love, I love, I mean, like boom bap, I love boom bap rap, like uh, like the DJ premieres, the the Pete Rocks, the Jay Dillers, oh yeah, yeah, stuff like that. And then we could take it up a notch, like I like the the, the Dr. Dre's, the the Pharrells, you know, the, like the the floaty type of beats or whatnot, but Definitely boom bap type stuff. There's man. really no one in today's era that you can compare to like those Pharrell and those Dr. Dre beats, bro. Like oh, if we're being honest, like there's guys that are kind of like dominating the market right now as opposed to like, uh, as you know, comparing, comparing them to like all the new age producers and shit. Yeah. But dude, you put those guys in the same room as Dr. Dre and like Pharrell, like there's no chance in my opinion, bro. I mean, just like just the the substance like that was in the beat. You know what I mean? It's like there's so many different. I need to bring that back. They really do, and it's like those. They do. They do, bro. It's they it's do. crazy because like you know, I, I don't know. You look like some of these old songs. Like you just imagine like when some of these old Dr. Dre albums like used to drop, bro. Like what was the vibe when you're listening to this shit for the first time ever, bro? And yeah. you're with the boys, and you guys are all like times you know, are probably young. better. Yeah, yeah, exactly, bro. Like that's that that's it. Just seems legendary, bro. That's probably what's similar. wrong with the world. They need to drop all those albums again. Probably fix the world. <sighs> yeah, I mean, Dr. Dre needs a mini me. <laughs> yeah, that that. I mean, we saw that. You know, through Kendrick Lamar. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, for you know, sure. Him working with Dr. Dre, but uh, I mean, we have a little bit of those surgeons out there, but it's not J. Cole enough. too. It's not enough. J. Cole as yeah. well. Yeah, but we got to be honest. Like that's not really. Like the, that crowd isn't really the a lot of these a lot of these guys that are trying to blow up and be these overnight sensations and they're sure. like a lot of the new artists that are getting famous really quick. It's yeah. they're all getting famous through that young audience mm. and the young audience isn't 
gravitating towards like that old music. I mean, there's, I've seen, you know, you see videos online all the time where they're asking, like they're doing like music trivia with like a 15 year old or like a 20 year old or something, bro. And it's like, they can't even name like like Ti and shit. Like they'll be Lil doing, Wayne. Like, so, some people yeah. don't even know who Lil Wayne. Some people, yeah. I'm, and I'm sure, like That's you say, Doctor Dre. It's like they may have heard like Beats by Dre. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? But it's like they've never heard of like any of his songs or any of like Doctor Dre's music. It's just like the reason why Snoop Dogg is like everywhere. Yeah, you know he started with Dre. Hundred like, percent. Yeah. yeah. Like, so it's yeah that history part plays a role in that. You know, you, you need the OGs or somebody to be like, hey, listen to this, and 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 the younger crowds are just not. They're not. It's not attuned to it like that. They like. They don't want to hear. They want to listen to what they listen to, and and that's that. Unfortunately, so. yeah, hundred percent. And I think you know me personally. There's a lot of that new music. I really can't get down with a lot of it either. Like there's a, a lot of the new mumble. Sh- like I mean, Joey's seen my playlist. It's like all that old. Like I mean, there's he some, has BLP kosher on his playlist. There's, there's like <laughs> the, now. Now there's some. So if it's new music, there's like three or four artists that I'll like really tie down with and be like, all right, this guy is a fucking boss. And, yeah. You know, I mean, and I'll, and I'll play their shit a lot. But then it's also you got like all the Carters in there. You yeah. know what I mean? You've got all the blueprints in there. You got the Kanye West tapes. old shit yeah. from way back when, and Man. it's like this is just like good music. That's that bro. great ass music. You know, Ti yeah. album trap music is a uh, twenty years old today. No really, way. twenty wow. years old. Bro, that is in, that, that is, is insane, insane to think about, man. 20 years old. Time and, flies. And so one of my favorite songs off that album was Doing My Job, which, which was produced by the young Kanye. So think about the fact that this Kanye didn't even have an album out at that time. Bro. So that was an era. And then you you have the era where the Lupe Fiasco, Kanye West, Pharrell was doing their thing. All those eras, you know what I'm saying? This music has it's so much good music that's that's out there, man. Mm-hmm. And it's like so 100%. to see the climate of the music now, I'm just like, damn. Could you imagine a world without music? <laughs> I think about this often because I li- listen to music like a good majority of my day throughout work when oh, I'm yeah. driving. Like a world without music is not good. We yeah, I've been listening to a shit ton of podcasts, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I gotta listen to something. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I couldn't imagine it, man. I think about that as well too, like it's weird. Like, yeah. what would we do? Like, when we're driving? Like, I don't know. I, when you're when I, was, I remember when I was growing up, man. My granddaddy used to play like a lot of like talk radio. Yeah, and I and I I never had a problem with talk radio because podcasting is basically talk radio, hundred percent. So yeah, I never had a problem with that. But then you know, my granddaddy would always change it to a station that had like music, some type of jazz, some type of old school, some type of R and B. So I couldn't imagine just listening to the people talk for like. <laughs> no. Maybe I could find the sound of it from that, but I, me not being able to listen to like Griselda. Oh my god! Yeah, like, slaughterhouse. <laughs> no, that's weird. And I think like you know, stepping a little bit out of the hip hop realm, there's a lot of guys like. MJ, like when he came through, there's you know Prince, like some of these guys where they were also like icons in yeah. in this scene, but they weren't. Like they're all their shad substance too. It's like all their songs had like I mean you knew exactly what the fuck they were talking about yeah, whenever yeah. they draw music. You know I mean and it was an, and it was a very clear message and also I mean an absolute hit. Yeah. You know what I mean it's, it's it's just it was such an art back then. I feel like nowadays you I mean you see it with some of these guys. It's like there's how how in the world did you drop an album? You know a month after you just made another one. It's like because they're literally just sitting there pressing. You know it's like a it's like the. Um, 
uh, I'm forgetting the term for it, but it's like where you're stopping and going. Basically, you literally just hit the beat and then do a quick freestyle. You got like yeah. three, four bars in. Yep. I mean, it's like, and I applaud guys that can do that because I know for me, I could never do that. Like, there's no chance. Yeah. So shout out to them, bro. Yeah. Shout out to MJ. Shout out to Prince, man. Shout out to all these guys that were. Shout out to Elvis. Like Elvis. Um, Elvis? Yeah. Oh, I haven't listened to it. I, I can't say that I like yeah, that. I just, yeah. The first one I thought of that was oldest. I, I am I am watching the Elvis show on Netflix. It's like the cartoon. Elvis show? It's like a it's Elvis and like a like anime. It's a, oh, when you brought up Kanye, I wanted to ask, did you watch the uh the Kanye documentary? Yep, absolutely. That was crazy. It was very crazy. Shouts out to I forgot I forgot the guy that did the filming, but for him to film all His that buddy, shit, yeah. Yeah, like for him to film like every step. That's crazy. That's it's like what, so what, much history right there, like watching made, the whole the docu- process. Yeah, that's what made the documentary like beautiful. Yeah, because like he had the camera on at behind the scenes every, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. That is really insane, bro. I mean, Kanye I, was like bum rushing studios trying to get in there and rap. But to be yeah. honest, it kind of it, I think that it it painted Kanye in a pretty good light in a lot of the cases. Absolutely, bro. Like, thank you for saying. I think that. he needed thank that. A I gained he a lot of respect. That. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. I'm glad y'all said that because I was thinking too. Like, I'm not. Um, I'm not supporting his behavior now, but I can kind of see why he acts the way that he acts because of just the the, the struggles and the turmoil that well, he, he went, went through. through yeah. What he went through, like his homie was like, ah, oh, that was crazy. And you can do so much stuff to earn people's respect, but yeah. nowadays it's like what we were just talking about. Like a lot of these young music listeners and young, just young younger crowd in general, it's like they don't really know a lot of Kanye's old shit, and they're oh. not really bumping that on a daily basis. And so when they see Kanye comes out and says some hate speech about whatever, it's like that's really their only opinion on him. So it's like right. so easy for them to cast, cast these stones and be like, fuck yeah, you, and they hate yeah. him and all this stuff. But, right. like, let's be honest, bro. Like, a lot of us that have listened to Kanye, and this guy, like, I mean, you feel like a lot of these rappers, like, raised you in a sense sometimes, mm-hmm. bro, because you're like, you spent so much alone time just listening to this music when you're a young kid growing up yeah. and trying to figure out life and shit. And I don't know. It's just crazy to me. Sometimes it's like you... People are so quick to bash somebody over something, but it's like, look at what this guy has done. It's like, yeah, you got to be kind of fucked up in the head to accomplish all that all shit, that bro. Did, it's like, yeah. yeah, man. That's a bad thing about the media is because one person who's holds a very big like image on social media can make a headline and it could be his or hers opinion on Kanye. And then it's posted for millions to see. And then now those millions of people have that opinion on Kanye without even knowing like the yeah, true man. story or something. That, me- that media can be, can be troublesome. Yeah. Somehow, you know, sometimes do you ever get nervous? Like, because you're obviously like, you do a lot of things on social media. Do you ever get nervous that something could go wrong? Yeah. I'm, I'm always aware of that, but I mean, I, I know how to troubleshoot. You just gotta be smart. Yeah, yeah. I, I know how to troubleshoot. Yeah, yeah. So I that's that PR, that PR work, man. I like when I need to, when I need to, you know, make a statement or do something like that. Yeah, I'm always prepared for it. Hell yeah. yeah. And I, I mean, at, at the end of the day, you got to keep your nose clean. I'm gonna say, like, to be honest, too, like you really do a great job of like standing on your shit. With like, I mean, with just the podcast that I've heard, it's like you're very. It seems like you're willing to like die on what you stand for, which I really yeah, appreciate. And I like how sure. I like genuine, genuine podcasters mm-hmm. like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you're right. Most of the time, I'm, well, not even most of the time, all the time, everything that I'm saying, I'm like, this is this is how I feel. This is me. Yeah. Unless somebody give me something, you know, another type of perspective on it, then I kind of analyze it then and there. And if I need to come back and, like, 
clear it up a little bit. Then maybe, but for the most part, when when I when the mics get cut on, whatever you are gonna get is what you get. Yeah, yeah I sure. love it, man. This is this has been a dope ass conversation. Y'all y'all boys want to get into win of the week? Win of the week, get yeah, this shit popping. Let's do it. Win of the week. Your first this time, I think. Man, I'm ready for it. All right, let's go. Let's hear it. So my win of the week is a big one. You know, I'm a big um I'm a big football guy. Go Jags, man! Duval. It is football season, baby. Yes, sir. We got the fantasy team filled up. Shout uh-huh. out to everybody that hit me up trying to be part of this fucking fantasy team. This is but the we're first full. annual OG Sessions podcast fantasy league. Um, we're going to be having a huge draft party. All the boys are going to be coming through. We're going to be doing you know the full setup. But I'm just excited, man, for that Jaguars football. I'm excited. Like, I mean, it's preseason, so we're already getting like a little bit of a taste of it. But man, it's just like that. It already football, tastes good too. That right? football weather. The Jags are actually playing today too. Yeah. They're playing the Lions today. So, yeah. um, shout out to the Jags, man. Shout out to just the NFL, bro. It's like, I mean, you know, I'm not a huge college football guy, but just it's so nice, like waking up on a Saturday or waking up on a Sunday and knowing like you man, got football to watch. Grills hot. Yeah. TV's on. You know what I'm saying. Drinks are cold. We should we put lit. predictions in? It's tough. <laughs> That that <laughs> shit. I, I'm I'm going. I'm going Jags. Uh, I, I'm not Jags all the way, baby. Yeah, you got to go Jags, Jags all the way. way. I'm, I'm not even gonna. I was gonna try to put a record on it, but no, I'm just gonna say Jags all the fucking way. Yeah. No matter how they got to do it, Jags all the fucking way. I think we got like a really good chance of at least showing up at the Super Bowl. I think we've got a really good chance of winning. Yes, but showing up, I think we'll we've got a really good chance of being undefeated. Oh shit! Okay, undefeated <laughs> all the way through. Yeah. First team to ever do it. That's just what I'm feeling, man. Put your That's not the first right team to ever do it. it. Miami so, Dolphins. No, they didn't win, though, I don't think. I think they did, yeah. They won the Super Bowl, too? Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Are we going to be the first team to ever do it two seasons in a row? Damn, okay. All right. <laughs> I, like, I, I like that. I like that talk. Bro. Hey, you got to have that energy, bro. It's, it's, when you're a Jags fan, you got to come with that energy, man. Because everyone's expecting you to just kind of crawl into your little quarter and, and, and Not stay this with year, us. baby. Not this year, man. We got T-Law. We got, the, we got them uh, Goldilocks ready to yeah. come through and, and handle some Somebody business. Somebody called me Goldilocks at work the other day. That shit you do got some Goldilocks, Brian. <laughs> I was like, is he talking to me? I'm the only one with blonde hair at work. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> it is getting long. Shit's getting long. Yeah. And, um, and, and you just got that shit cut up, too. I like the beards looking shorter. I and like then to it. my win of the week, shout out to my barber, Jeff Silva. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. I got my hair cut on Wednesday. I needed it. it it's looking recent. solid, too. Let's go ahead and just thank you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, there we go. Nice right. little mullet gang all yeah. the way. Yes, sir. And uh, Mr. Al Pete, oh, win of man. the week. So I forgot my two. Well, no, I forgot my one. I had two. But the first one, uh, shout out to a young lady. So I'm going to Cancun in November. I'm doing a, uh, a wedding over there in November. So oh, that's awesome. I That's my first time getting getting flued out. <laughs> nice. <laughs> you get blown out, boy. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's actually dope, bro. That's going to be fun. So, yeah. yeah uh, oh, boy, get flown yeah, out. Yeah. yeah she, yeah, she, <laughs> you know, we had been talking for about a couple months, but then, like, she dropped that deposit, and I was like, and then she sent me, like, my flight information. I was like, oh, this shit's real. Like, okay. So, yeah, this is my first So, yeah, that was a good uh a boost for the week for sure. Oh yeah, and it's a random thing. Shouts out to to, to the Reese's Pieces Buttercups, yo, uh, with the, the the Reese's Puffs in them. You have no idea. I am bro. Best <laughs> that win of the week is solid. Bro. What is have it? you had those? What is it? It's the Reese's Peanut Butter Cups with the Reese's Puffs inside. Hell no, I had that. Tripping, tripping. Do not do not knock it till you try it, bro. I'm not That's really knocking it, but like the puffs? What do you mean the puffs? Like Reese's, the cereal puffs? Yeah. yeah. And, no then, and, the, and it did... They're in the cup. 
Wow. Yeah, it's like the yeah. And okay. Put him put him in the well. I like mine in the freezer. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Anytime he hands me a Reese's, I've been cold. Be cold. <laughs> yeah. So by the time you get done with it, it's it's kind of like right. It's like perfect. So and they're the big cup too, right? Yeah, the so big it's like, cup. Dude, it's got to be. That is yeah. a solid win of the week. That yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm a big Reese's cup fan, but I'll eat the pretzels. I I even tried the um, potato chip ones. The potato chip ones aren't bad. I don't know if y'all had them. Before, I, I I had it. It was it was cool. It, it was, was cool. it's different. You it's know what I mean? It's yeah. very. It's not like like what I'm I'm expecting to get a lot of peanut butter with it, but yeah. it's like you get that saltiness. It kind of throws a peanut. You said butter potato off chip. Potato chip. It's pretty salty. Reese's. Yeah. yeah. I ain't even heard of that. What do you? Yo, what's the one that had the cookie in it? Like the cookie inside. I think that was the first time Reese's ever did. How many? T- how many what different kinds it? of Reese's? Uh, I, don't, I don't eat candy like that. Like, I mean, well, then they did one where it was. Did they do the pretzel one? Wasn't the that pretzel one? one? Yeah, yeah. pretzel one was solid. It was. Yeah. It was okay. I like peanut M and M's. Yeah. Those, have those, either of y'all had the creamy? That you know they have a new one where it's like it says creamy on. It. I haven't had it yet, but apparently, I guess it's supposed to be a softer peanut butter inside. Oh. Like you, like you pull it and it, you I, a string of peanut butter. Hey, I don't know. That's not peanut but, butter. That, that sounds like caramel. Yeah, yeah for yeah, real. True. No, I haven't. I haven't tried that. Yeah, I, I don't think I want my peanut butter soft. Like I think that. it's perfect the way it is. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, for yeah. me, it's like why switch it up, bro? It's like the and I most of the time if I go in there, I'm always gonna at least get one pack of like the regular big cups. For sure. Just like a normal, just regular peanut butter inside. Yeah. Like just keep it, keep it a hundred. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Have you, you don't ever do like the specialty, like the Easter ones or like the pumpkins no. or like the. It's crazy. Every year for Easter, when I still got Easter baskets, I'd have to throw away the Easter basket for, with all the candy in it from the previous year to put my new basket of candy there. I don't eat candy. I don't know. I just. I don't like, I don't like candy like that. <laughs> I'm going to just let you know right now. You know somebody who does. I'll give you my Easter basket every year from here on out. I'll better we see the Easter Bunny day after Easter yes, every sir. fucking year now. You get right? two Easters a year from here on out. Hey, tell your tell your mom that I like the uh, the big chocolate. Bunnies you want the too. big chocolate yeah. bunny? You yeah. want the Reese's chocolate bunny? Let's fucking okay. Go. I got Let's you. Let's fucking go. solid too. That was a good. <laughs> that that was a good word of the week. Yeah. I wasn't a big Peeps guy though. Don't, see, I like Peeps. Though. No, I'll get those Peeps out. I, like I, peeps. I don't fuck with them. Peeps. You like Peeps. Peeps. The uh, marshmallow thing? Yeah. I can only eat like two of them. Too much sugar. Yeah, I don't yeah. fuck with that shit, bro. It feels like you're and I'm not really a marshmallow fan like that, but, you know, I eat You like s'mores, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they, yeah. It's too messy. It's, yeah. It's solid. It, it, I think that they, all the all the Easter candy sold, like, I could have, like, maybe one peep, but it's not. Like, I ain't going to kill a pack. I don't even like those Robin eggs. The They're like Whoppers, but they're Robin eggs. You know what I'm talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. I ain't messing with those. Yeah, I don't touch that shit. I ain't messing with those, all right, man. Anything else? Any other candies you want to talk about? <laughs> I actually Twizzlers. You like Twizzlers? Twizzlers are cool. I like Twizzlers. Twizzlers, yeah. Twizzlers are busting. I ain't gonna lie. Yeah. What's uh, I did have one more question. Uh, okay. Going back to the music shit, or the I'm sorry, podcast shit. Okay. Um, you know, there's obviously a ton of young podcasts just in Jacksonville, um, right, right. but all over the world, it's like fucking podcasting is blowing up, and everyone and their mom is starting a podcast. Yeah. What's the biggest piece of advice? As someone that has had so many podcasts, like, what is the biggest piece of advice you would say? It's someone just needs to kind of make sure they touch on whenever they're creating their own show. Really find out what you're trying to, what you're doing it for. Like, you know, I think people, I know people have gotten into it like, okay, well, we're going to do two shows and we're going to get a thousand dollars or whatever. And it's like, if you want to do it for money, like find a way to do it for money. Like study that. Study it and don't and don't get in people's ways that are doing it for the love of it or for the creativity of it. Like, just really know specifically what you, if you want to do it for a hobby, do it for a hobby. 
That's fine. Like, keep it G like that. But when you start getting into things and you don't know exactly what you want, but you want other people to expect that from you, then you it, it just kind of messes the thing, messes it all up. So just really know exactly what you're getting into podcasting for. I know for me, I like to lend a voice to people so people can uh, be able to express themselves and feel good about themselves. I, I deal with a lot of like informational uh, podcasts, news podcasts, storytelling podcasts. They want to be able to tell a story. So I want to be able to help them with storytelling. Yeah. But just know what you want to get into it for. And then once you know what you want to get into it for, dive, study. Yeah. Study, research. Find out the people who are doing it in your in your in your niche. Like it's important to know. Yeah, I like that. That's a great mm-hmm. piece of advice. I would totally agree. To be one hundred percent honest, like mm-hmm. um, if you are looking to get into this industry for the money, uh, let me just go ahead and give you a quick wake up call that <laughs> that is a difficult thing to achieve. <laughs> it's gonna and, take a while. And, it's gonna take a while. And um, you know that wasn't why I originally got into this industry. But to be one hundred percent honest with you, like very quickly, I was trying to figure out how I could turn this into a business and how I could make some kind of money off of it. Yeah. And I know there's just. Don't ever think, nobody owes you shit. When you first start your podcast, nobody owes you a fucking money. Your friends and family don't owe you support. Nobody owes you anything. So when you get support from those random people, like, shout out Falkland Island. Shout out the fucking, like, shout out Russia and Ukraine. All these fucking places that we got listeners at, and people are, like, listening on a on a loyal basis. Like, we've never met any of these people, and, we, mm. and that support, and, and I think podcasting will make you realize just, like, who will support you, who won't support you. Absolutely. But it's just it's just good to always like give your gratitude and just have that that thanks for the people that do support you and like Appreciate those other you places. Guys. Yeah, because none of these people like know us. You know what I'm saying? Like none of these people know, you know, what what personal experiences we've been through with life or whatever. All they know is what we've shared on the show. Mm-hmm. And so to have people that fuck with you just for the, you know, few hours that they listen to you every single week is I think something really special. And sure. I think that it's a really cool way to connect with like just other humans in general, bro. Like yeah, I've I've found a, a a real love with this podcasting shit just through just through like all the experiences we have with this show. And I I me and Joey were mentioning it recently. It's like when we first had the idea, like when I first brought the idea to the table, I'm like, I want to start a podcast. I want to create this show and I want to create like a network and all this stuff. It's like I never in a million years thought that it would like ever I didn't think that I would be as obsessed with it as I was. Right. And I was obsessed as fuck in the beginning. You know, it's like you right. want everything to blow up. and But it's like the more you go down the journey, it's like the more, like, deeper I fall into this hole where I'm like, bro, this is the fucking way, you yeah. know? Um, and it's, clearly it's, you have too. Yeah, it's fun. And at the same time, too, you know, I mean, you can mix both things, you know what I'm saying, turn it into a business and, and make money off it. I mean, for But sure. I do feel like when you... If you do it for love and do it because, you know, you have, like, some form of purpose, I feel like all that stuff will come to you. It'll come. For sure, 100%. It will definitely come. And it'll come when it's least expected. Because there's been plenty of times somebody came and said, hey, I want to, you know, sponsor your show. And I'm like, damn, I I wasn't even expecting this to happen. But as long as you understand, like, okay, in the beginning of me creating it, maybe somebody will come and ask me for a sponsorship. Let me get this together. Let Mm -hmm. me have this list so when they do come – this is the procedures that prepared. are prepared. Yeah. Also, you, you know, yeah, for sure. And I think that you got to bring be bringing something to the table as well. And for I think sure. it's important for a lot of yeah. people to, like, so many people. It's like they'll be on, like you were saying, episode two, and it's like they really don't even know how to be a good podcast host or how to, 
like structure a show, make it engaging for the listeners, and they're already out here looking for a brand to put their their logo, their brand, their name behind your show. Yeah. And that's such a huge ask for anybody. I mean, I feel like me and Joey have done, I mean, tons, all three of us have done a shit ton of groundwork when it comes to like our podcast right. and the things we've done. And, you know, I would still say that me and Joey aren't even deserving of like a ginormous brand to come through and like sponsor our show. It's like, I would love that. And that would be my dream. But it's like, I know we haven't done, you know, enough episodes yet. I know we're not like, at the level that we will one day be at. You know what I mean? It's a it's a game. You know what I mean? You got to keep growing with it. And, mm, sure. and I think all three of us, bro, it's like at the rates that we're going with our shows and just how much better we've gotten. Because I listened to some shows from you or some episodes and it was like 2018. You know what I mean? And then you listen and you, th- you forget that's five years ago. Yeah. You know? And then you go back and listen to um, uh, Flowers for the Culture and it's like, it just... You're, imp- I mean, you just grow so much as a podcaster. Yeah. Just like your audio gets better, your the way that you speak as a person gets better, and the way that you speak with others gets better. You know, so um, all of that. Yeah, shout out to you, bro. Honestly, it's been I a fucking it, honor, man. man. Yeah, it's been an honor as well, man. I I, I appreciate y'all reaching out for it. I was you know looking forward to it man we're here yeah now, so. and i and i appreciate you accepting because you know a lot of times we reach out to people and i get that it's like just a random person coming into your dm being like hey come over to my house and let's yeah. uh let's create together let's collab and it can be definitely very um you know i've had people come into my dm before and they're like there's you know hey we'd love to have you come on this show or whatever and and, and it's it's always so fishy you never really know what you're going to get out of it you don't you got to go check out the show and you got to do things so it's i appreciate you accepting man i know that uh, guys like yourself they've got a lot of shit going on obviously don't have a ton of time uh, on the schedule but it. also probably get a ton of offers from people to be on their shows as yeah, well i appreciate it and, and listen uh, i know you're wrapping up but uh to the people that are very hesitant on getting on podcasts and you're you know you're, you're a influencer or a rapper or a singer or whatever listen this is form of media you need to be on these shows, man. So you got to get off that horse. You got to get off whatever horse that is and get on these shows when people reach out to you, man. And, you know, yeah. Put no, yourself I, I out there. I appreciate that. 100%, Absolutely. bro. And, like, it's literally the best way to market yourself. Absolutely. Like, nowadays, like, anyone that all, – all the listeners that fuck with this podcast and, like, know, love, and trust what we're saying and all this shit, like, like – those people, if you, if we have an artist or an entrepreneur or anyone or as like you know a creator like yourself that comes on this show, our listeners trust you because we trust you, and Absolutely. they're going to check out your stuff. And Absolutely. so that's just how that shit works, man. And you see a lot of these guys, like especially with when you got a powerful empire like Joe Rogan or whatever, and you got some of these podcasting platforms where you see guys go on there, and it's like their life changes after one podcast episode. Yeah. Yeah. So you never know, and. Um, uh, I, I think it's always really cool too when we have like smaller creators on the show and then we post a reel with them of like a clip that they're saying on the show and it ends up yeah. doing really well on social media. For sure. And yeah. it's like, you never know, man. Just be confident, get out there, get as much form of content about yourself and of yourself that you can put on the internet out there. Yeah. That's all I got to say for sure. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, I mean, we 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 were some chatterboxes on this. One, I got one more question. Like, hey, let's go. One more question, baby. Run that shit out, man. And it's a two-parter. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Okay. <laughs> um, Erica Badu, would would you say she's neo soul? Yes. Okay, so I need top three hip hop artists, top three neo soul artists. Oh, okay. Outcast. Mm-hmm. Nas. Mm-hmm. Common. Okay. Wow. Um, Neo Soul. I was not expecting I any was of those. Not expecting Common. Outcast, yes, yeah. because you mentioned it, and obviously yeah, Outcast. I love, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm Outcast. I think that's a great list. I yeah, think, so I'm, I'm down for that list for uh, sure. Neo Soul, uh, Badu, mm-hmm. just got 
Music Soul Child. There we go, nice. man. That's so nice. Yeah. I like it. That was a good, good final question. That was a good that's question. Nice. I had to know. Yeah. It was sitting up there, but I, I didn't know when it. to put that's it. That's how in. we end the episode, baby. I like this shit, man. So, all my OGs that are listening to this episode, man. If you if you're listening to this episode on YouTube, if you're listening to this episode on uh, Spotify, Apple, Anchor, Stitcher, you know, Amazon, Google, wherever you listen to your podcasts. Um, Patreon, XSM, Patreon, hundred percent. Sure. Make sure you give us that five star rating. Make sure you like this episode. Make sure you are subscribed. Make sure that you are supporting the pod, man. Um, these podcast episodes get better every single week, and it's thanks to you guys. So, um, without all their support, without all the love that you guys are showing on these episodes, um, you know, me and Joey wouldn't be as fired up every single week to bring you guys the dopest guests in the. Uh, world, I guess. In the world, you know, I was sure. going to say Southeast, in the world, yeah. in the world yeah. bro. So, um, yeah, we're, we're getting bigger and bigger, man. And, and it starts by getting uh, dope guests like Mr. Al Pete on the show. Good, man. So I appreciate I, y'all again, man. man. Keep I appreciate you, you man. We're going to get this shit popping, man. Um, shout out to all my OGs. We've got big things coming. Also, possibly another OG sessions on the road going down soon. So wink, follow wink. us on social media ah. so you guys can stay up to date with all this shit. Instagram is OG Sessions Pod along with Twitter, OG Sessions Pod. Well, X, OG Sessions yeah, Pod. X, it's not Twitter. Not Twitter anymore. And then uh, TikTok OG Sessions. I don't know how we landed that, but somehow we did. So yep. <laughs> um, TikTok OG Sessions. Make sure y'all check that shit out. We will see y'all next week. We are out. Peace. Peace.